Southern Miss quarterback battle, not over yet. It's Locked On Sunbelt. You are Locked On Sunbelt, your daily podcast on the Sunbelt Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Dave Schultz back with another edition of Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Special thanks again uh, yesterday to Michael Langston from uh, ODU Monarchists uh, for hopping on, talking a little ODU football. Uh, we got some good responses uh, from that. Uh, last week, the Sunbelt coaches, unbeknownst to me, had a little media session. And so we're going over that uh, to talk about what they talked about. Uh, hopefully we'll have some of those guys on. Uh, but uh, I was in the middle of training uh, at my new position here in Lafayette, so I'm not sure I would have been able to do it anyways. Uh, but we could certainly react to what they said. And uh, one of the things that was said by Will Hall uh, at uh, from Southern Miss is that a couple of guys sort of separated themselves and not the guy that I thought it was going to be. And this is really interesting because it seems like it's the same thing that happened at – well, not exactly the same thing, but – with ODU, speaking of ODU, right? Hayden Wolf was there, but they brought in a new offensive coordinator and that guy brought in a quarterback with him. So he knows the system. So that is not crazy. Here, right? And Hayden Wolf is the one who went into the transfer portal. Uh, not, uh, what is it, Grant Wilson uh, from Fordham. So you had Zach Wilkie, the uh, very young, um, inexperienced, and erratic uh, freshman quarterback. You know, he was there. But Southern Miss brought in a couple of transfers. Holman Edwards, always got to worry about guys with two last names. <laughs> and he came from Houston. And Billy Wiles, a transfer from Clemson. Now, on the surface, that sounds pretty good, right? Someone's not going to get a chance to play. They want to play. They want to go to somewhere where they can compete for a chance to play. Here is the thing, though. <clears throat> Neither one of those guys, although Holman has some more experience, have a whole lot of experience on the Division I level. For example, Billy Wiles from Clemson was a walk-on in 2021. He got on scholarship in 2022 he took 11 snaps in 2021. Did not play at all in 2022. Uh, ACC honor roll kid, so bright kid, but has not played a whole lot of football. He comes in as a red shirt sophomore. Holman Edwards went to Houston, didn't play very much at Houston. Uh, but did play a little bit at uh, East Central Community College. Two seasons at East Central Community College, uh, 1,600 yards, 182 of 327, 12 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, completion percentage not that great, uh, 57%. But he hasn't played at the D1 level. Whereas, guess who has? Zach Wilkie has. The thing is, Southern Mrs. Will Hall explicitly said, and he did it in alphabetical order, uh, that Holman Edwards and Billy Wiles 
see, it would appear to me what Will Hall said, that he, that those two guys have separated themselves from Zach Wilkie. That Zach got in there too soon, uh, but he's made great improvements, got into the game last year too soon, just wasn't ready to play Division I college football last year and was, was good and bad last year, admittedly, where the term erratic comes from. Inconsistent may be a nicer word. And, and yet, like, you just go, I mean, you got the full, I believe, Zach Wilkie experience in the game against the Raging Cajuns, right? His first pass was an interception. And yet, he led them to a victory. And yet, Will Hall says Holman Edwards and Billy Wiles are going to be the ones to battle it out that it's going to go into the fall. He separated those two from Zach Wilkie. We'll see, and I did not see today. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. When I say today, I mean yesterday. I didn't see if Zach Wilkie was going into the transfer portal. I would hope he would not go into the transfer portal because while Holman Edwards has a little bit more experience and Billy Wiles was at a big-time program, neither one of these two guys has actually lit it up. And, I, again, I haven't seen anything. I could go back and probably look at Carter Bradley's stats uh, at Toledo and say, what's going on here? Then you take one look at Carter Bradley and you say, oh, he has a cannon for an arm. So I have not seen Billy Wiles play. I have not seen a Holman Edwards play. I'm just going by their stats and where they have played so far compared to Zach Wilkie, who has played uh, on the Division One level. So we shall see if something comes about from this spring where – it feels like the two transfers, according to Will Hall, separated themselves from Zach Wilkie. We'll see. I, I wouldn't be cashing my chips if I'm Zach Wilkie. Not just yet. All right. Uh, again, I wasn't at spring practice. I didn't see spring practice. I, I don't know what happened to spring practice outside of what Will Hall is telling us. But I'm just basing my thoughts on... Let's let's hold off a little bit on on leaving because we'll see how how well these guys play. We know based on history, Will Hall is not afraid. You, you don't play very well. We're going to take you out. You know, you, you got to play well. Now, some of that was injury, but some of that was also interceptions. No. Uh, we shall see. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk about uh, the running back room and. Uh, wide receivers, uh, the offensive, defensive lines. Will Hall had some good things to say. These coaches were only talking for uh, eight minutes. But listening to Will Hall, he didn't be specific in numbers. He sounds like a lot like Kane Womack from South Alabama. All right. And what he is telling you about his program. All right. I still haven't done it yet. I need to do it because we're now in Lafayette, Louisiana, where we can do the fan duel. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it. Baseball is, is tough. <laughs> we got NBA playoffs. That may be a little bit easier. Baseball is really, really tough when it comes to uh, sports gambling. But we have I mean, it's outstanding time now to do it. You got grand slams, no hitters, double plays are back. There's no better, better place to get in on MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, New customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 in bonus bets back if you don't win. So don't miss out on your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join 
FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I may be more apt to do the... Instead of team bets, you know, who gets hits, strikeouts in a game, something along those lines. Uh, because otherwise it is it is matchups. It is, you really have to study that stuff uh, when it comes uh, to baseball. But this guy may strike out seven times, you know, may have strike out seven hitters, something along those lines. But I'm definitely going to get into it, and I will definitely um, I'll post my results. We'll see, how, we'll see how I do. I'm sure I'm going to be following other people who are much more into it uh, than I am and have time to look it over. So I'm looking forward to getting going uh, with a fan duel. All right, it is, more, it is time for more Locked On Sunbelt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. Uh, so we're, we're talking about Will Hall, uh, head coach of Southern Miss. The uh, Sunbelt Conference had a nice uh, Sunbelt Spring Media Days. I thought that was a great idea. I'm not sure I've seen that before, but a great job by the Sunbelt. Bad job by me, not knowing it was going on to participate uh, and uh, ask the coaches some questions. Uh, so we'll react to what they said. Will Hall, this is going into year number three, a lot like Kane Womack at South Alabama. Kane Womack has like 18 or 20 starters coming back. He's got like, you know, Daryl Luter Jr. and um, – Jalen Wayne not coming back. And two guys that are coming back. I think he said maybe like he's got 20 guys coming back. Because uh, he's got a couple of guys that were hurt last year uh, in, on the defense that are coming back, that are healthy uh, right now. And so, you know, same thing. Came home, we got a lot of depth. You know, we've got uh, our offensive line is good shape. We moved his guard over to center. Uh, we have plenty of wide receivers to replace Jalen Wayne. We had two of the top five guys anyways. We got to replace Luter, but we have a lot of depth there. We have too many safeties to go around. We do have some positions to fill, but we're in pretty good shape. That's a lot like what Will Hall sounded like. He's like, we're pretty good on the offensive and defensive lines. We got guys who can protect. We got guys who can get after it. We have some depth. Uh, you know, the last couple of years, we've been really, really young. These guys are in year number three. They should know the system. I mean, Will Hall is not, and he has always been like this, to be honest with you. He <laughs> tends to be over-promises and then may or may not under-deliver, right? I mean, that's a lot like football coaches talk, right? They want to pump you up, and then they, in Will Hall's cases, seriously apologize when things don't go their way. You know, you really want to be the other way, although it's not doesn't work that way for football coaches, right? But in business or in life, you kind of want to, under promise and then over deliver you know we have some experienced players it's in year three we'd like to see them take that jump something along those lines because you can go back and we've talked about this before i mean it was like the end of the world it was kane womack's first game and it was will hall's first game and there was a severe talent differential between the two squads for whatever reason and one of the guys on Think about this. 
One of the guys, uh, the quarterback for South Alabama was Jake Bentley, who was only among the league leader, league leaders, the nation's leaders in active career yardage. That's all. Then another guy, Jalen Tolbert, ends up being drafted by the Cowboys. Will Hall and South Southern Miss didn't have that. All right. So after a couple series, the offense got going for South Alabama. And Will Hall thought, I mean, it was like a disaster happened. But now I like the idea that Will Hall is saying, yeah, we got some guys now. We've, you know, we've built up our depth. All right. He's not going into it. Now injuries happen, right? And, and to me, injuries are not excuse, not uh, excuses. Those are reasons. All right. There's reasons that the 22 guys who are playing or maybe, you know, you got 15 guys on offense, 16 guys on offense that are playing, and you might have 15 guys on defense that are playing. You know, you rotate, like South Alabama's got all those safeties. They're going to rotate those guys in. Defensive line probably rotate some guys in, maybe some linebackers. But for the most part, the offensive linemen don't rotate in, in and out, right? Quarterback doesn't rotate in and out for the most part. Running backs might and wide receivers do. But I like the idea. Will Hall, let's see here. He was talking about um, Jarkarius uh, Caston. Uh, he is in his third year there. Uh, big kid, listed six foot 205, what Will Hall said. Had 16 catches his first year, 31 catches his second year. Best thing about it is his average was about 14 and a half yards a carry. That's pretty good. He's moving from the inside to the outside as they do uh, have to replace receivers up there. Um, and so they're looking for that. And now that goes along with the quarterback. Can the quarterback, whoever that may be, get it to the outside? Because that's where Southern Miss was really inconsistent last year. They put up a lot of points against the Cajuns. Um, you know, they go into Coastal and, you know, playing a backup quarterback, no Grayson McCall, and couldn't put up enough points. And then the defense couldn't make a stop at the, the defense couldn't make a stop at the end. And I think the H they actually had Southern Miss actually had the ball at the end and couldn't do that either. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, it, it, I just, it feels like it feels confident and it feels measured by Will Hall. When you're three, these guys know the drill. They know the program. He's big on the C word, which is the culture word, right? Uh, Big on Southern Miss culture. Uh, and can they take that next step? Again, uh, until someone proves differently, right? It's South Alabama, not only in, in the West, but overall. But South Alabama, and then you have Troy, Southern Miss, and the Cajuns all into one. And then we go from there. And again, the big wild card could be Texas State, all right? Wouldn't be surprised if Texas State upset some people and certainly – you know, going to challenge some people and and make them sweat out uh, some ball games. All right, uh, all right. Let's take a timeout. We will come back and talk running a back room, and again, a lot like South Alabama, uh, Will Hall and Southern Miss appears to have a loaded running back room. Uh, we'll talk about that right after this. Again, special thanks for hanging with me. I know it was a uh, you know no episodes last week. Uh, but, you know, I come back and have one yesterday and you guys are right there. So thank you so much. We'll keep on doing it uh, again, starting a new job, moving, although to a familiar place back in Lafayette, Louisiana, hosting afternoons on 103.3 uh, The Goat. Only said WNSP a couple of times. Uh, you know, that's bound to happen. Uh, but really appreciate it. Uh, again, any comments you have, I'm happy to answer them. They will be me if, if you see 
you know, the comments are from Lockdown Sunbelt. It is me. Open up to, to criticisms for that back of the matter. You know, sometimes, you know, back and forth online, you don't get what the, it's not what the person is saying, but you don't get the tone, right? You can't understand the tone. And so, and I could be sarcastic as well. Uh, so I, I try not to be. I try to be direct. I try to be apologetic. I don't know everything. I certainly don't. I'm only going off uh, over on what Will Hall is saying. Haven't seen anything uh, spring spring practice wise. Uh, so uh, I just go by what people say and sometimes what people tell me and what I read. Uh, but I do appreciate it. Uh, we will continue again. Softball tournament is here, by the way. The the Sun Belt uh, Conference tournament in softball is here in Lafayette. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, looking forward to some more baseball. Cajuns actually playing LSU tonight and then off to uh, Harrisonburg to take on JMU. And I think softball is out of town as well. And again, we don't make a big enough deal out of it. It is ridiculous. Um, on a side note, the Raging Cajuns have not lost a softball conference series in over a decade. That's not a bad weekend in a decade. They, you know, How many teams would like to have, you know, win conference series one year? I got to Lafayette in 2013. So my first softball season was in 2014. This series started before I got here. Whew. So I guess technically 11 years, but or 11 seasons anyways. Unreal. So uh, congratulations to everybody. I guess it was Mike Lotif who started it, and now Jerry Glasgow, who's carried over. The Raging Cajun softball team have not lost a Sunbelt Conference tournament, a Sunbelt Conference series uh, in over a decade. They have 78 straight. That is insane. That's insane. And so uh, we look forward to um, having the softball tournament here in uh, Lafayette. All right, let's wrap it up. It is Lockdown Sunbelt, your team every day. Of course, in the running back room, Frank Orr Jr., who is you know, just a, such a good kid. And all be all, obviously, everybody knows his dad went to Miami and played in the, you know, in the NFL forever. Uh, and Frank Gore Jr., not quite. Uh, as dynamic as dad, but I don't know if dad was a quarterback uh, and had to, you know, had to quarterback his college football team to victories because Frank Gore didn't do it once, right? He did it twice in 21. That was insane, right? They had no quarterbacks. That's where Southern Miss was. They didn't have any healthy quarterbacks either due to injury and or COVID and Frank Gore saved the day. Crazy. Uh, and obviously they have those plays in there. So um, for him to do when everybody's healthy and he could do it out of the Wildcat. Uh, he had a big lending tree bowl game. Um, good for him for coming back, playing another season in college ball. Wouldn't be surprised if he's getting a little NIL. That's good. Good on Frank. Uh, and so he is the leader. He's probably going to be one of the, you know, it's usually a quarterback award, but preseason offensive players of the year, right, in the Sun Belt. Like Carter Bradley's going to be one. He's going to be one, and there's some other wide receivers probably in the East who are going to be in that uh, category as well. But Frank Gore Jr. with the name and his play, absolutely uh, deserve it. All right. Then you got Kenyon Clay. He's a redshirt freshman. Will Hall mentioned him. But they also have a transfer from uh, Memphis, Rodriguez Fargus. guess his nickname is Dreek, um, someone who uh, Will Hall has recruited. Uh, a lot, uh, actually, and uh, is thrilled to have him. So they have basically Southern Miss has at least. I'm sure they have more than this, but these are the these are the guys that Will Hall mentioned. You have Frank Gore uh, Jr., Kenyon Clay, and Rodriguez Fargus. 
it's pretty good, you know, running back room, right? A running back room is not one or two guys anymore, right? It is not, no one is handing the ball off to one guy 35 or 40, you know, 30 or 40 times, right? You know, if you can get it, you know, 15 to 20, maybe, right? I mean, I think LaDainian Webb, uh, he he got it at the end of the ball games last year, but probably probably only had half the carries that he had until the end of the se- until the end of the game, um, and even South Alabama has, you know, a handful of guys in that running back room uh, that can go with uh, Ladanian Webb. Uh, so I think Will Hall is in good shape if they can figure out that quarterback situation, and that quarterback situation can be consistent. It doesn't have to be great, right? We all are looking for everybody thinks that, well, where's the next Joe Burrow? All right. Well, who, you know, that's not coming. It doesn't have to be great. It just has to be consistent. Also remember the other guys are trying as well. All right. So it can't be perfect and great all the time. Even Joe Burrow threw interceptions in his you know, national championship Heisman trophy. The point is if you can find someone consistent now, like South Alabama, Carter Bradley and South Alabama's offense should be more consistently explosive. All right. Again, the other, guys are trying so you're not going to score all the time but they should score more often than they don't right they shouldn't go more than two or three possessions without putting points on the board all right something's not right if that's the case and southern miss you want to be a bit a little bit more consistent all right not necessarily consistently explosive but consistent especially with their defense you know just moving the ball a couple of times is pretty good. Now you want to put points up on the board and again to compete with the South Alabama Jaguars and maybe even uh, Texas State and we'll see where the Cajuns are. Troy is not all that high powered offense. You're just looking to be more and more consistent. Not necessarily scoring 35 40 points a game, but boy, get it up there to where it is, you know, 28 30 points a game. That's what the Sun Belt's all about. Uh, you know, when you're adding what the offense is going to be at Texas State and what you're adding, what that offense is going to be at ODU. It's going to be, yeah, it's going to be tough to keep up and what that offense should be with uh, South Alabama. So it is looking like it is pointing in uh, the right direction for Will Hall and Southern Miss. We will keep an eye on the quarterback situation. All right, I want to thank you so much for tuning in to another edition of Locked On Sun Belt, your team every day. I'm your host, Dave Schultz. We'll have another episode tomorrow thanks so much for uh, subscribing and again please subscribe on youtube and wherever you get your audio podcast from just search locked on a sunbelt wilson you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar how did you do it i got a huge assist from grammarly an ai writing partner that helped me make my point And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.